You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everybody, it is Wednesday evening, time for some American Winery. My name is Alex. How's everybody doing? Hope you're staying warm out there. All right, uh, joining me in studio tonight, Mr. Dan Susco, freelance audio tech, works mostly in television, uh, known you for a number of years now. Uh, we'll talk about all that. How you doing, man? Thanks I'm, for braving doing, the cold. I'm doing good. Thanks. Yeah. I, I don't know if I should thank you for having me or not. Ask me after, after I'm done, I'll see. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've, uh, you were, you were very clear about the, you're, you're kind of, you weren't quite sure about coming in, but, uh, but here we are. We're going to be all right. It's odd having, uh, your opinions, uh, go everywhere right so well the 20 p- people that listen to this i'm sure won't uh you know they won't rat you out so i think you'll be okay You're ruining any chance i have a political career though yeah because yeah then somebody will find it right so yeah that that's well we're all all our political careers are right at this point it doesn't matter anyway so you <laughs> uh, know what's going well, on I try but, to stay hidden compared to most but yeah true well um so uh we'll jump right into it man because i got a whole bunch of stuff i want to ask you here uh like I said, I I I I met you. I was thinking about this on the way here. The shoot that I met you on was with Daniel Baldwin. It was with that. It was, I think it was in two thousand eight. It was February two thousand eight, and uh, there was a movie. It was this B movie that he was doing about where he played the devil, and uh, you did the shoot because you, you work for my dad. You, my dad is one of your clients, and uh, you uh, you came in and I, you'd been working with him for a while at that point, I think. But I just never met you. I was a, a PA on that. I was about twenty. And, uh, yeah. And so that's, I've known you for about 11 years now, almost 12 years. So I'm, gl- a, I'm glad you remember the dates. I yeah. remember the shoot though. And I don't remember who we were doing it for, but I, I remember it yeah, being a B movie and being, uh, it was, it was an odd to watch it cause they were just in some warehouse and they were filming it and it just didn't, you know, you know, movies are fake anyway. Right. So the environment doesn't matter where you're at. You know, they just, whatever you, sh- whatever they shoot is what you see. Right. And, um, but I remember Daniel Baldwin like screaming because that was part of the thing. He was just doing yeah. some voice stuff, and it was really, it was really interesting. That was after the interview because we did an interview with him, and uh, then his because the scene that they did, he walks into this like garage with this uh, this woman and this big guy whose name was Sasha. Is this big bald dude named Sasha? And then there's these two thugs that come up on him with guns and they try to rob him. And then Sasha was going to turn into this big demon monster and <laughs> kill them in the movie. But the screaming that you remember. Is he? They took him into another room, and he was just screaming "No!" over and over. I don't know, no context again. But we're sitting there after the interview, breaking down. And you can hear Daniel Baldwin in the next room just screaming "No!" over and over. So, uh, yeah, memorable, uh, memorable moment. It, I think it was it for HBO. I think that's what it was for. I, I don't remember the show, but I want to say it was for HBO. Yeah, I don't. You you remember more of the details. I remember him doing that, and I remember the shoot. I don't remember who it was for, and I um. Uh, but you're good. I would never remember the timing. Like, I don't remember when that was. I just know that was something back. And it was a memorable shoot, right? It's so, Some are and some aren't. That's yeah. Sure, so. And that was the first time I ran in. One of the other PAs was a, I had just met her through another friend of mine. And, and she just, her name was Teresa. And she just happened to be there. I met her through a, like a, just a friend, like at a party or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, I work, I work in TV and I'm, I'm a PA mostly. And, and then she just happened to be at this shoot like the week after. <laughs> well, so what it's, are it's a small world. So that happens, you know. Yeah. So we'll be careful what we say, right? That's the- <laughs> well, it's too late, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, we'll talk about you. Uh, so I start the interview off uh, with the same question every time. The question is, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Detroit. Mm. So I'm, uh, you know, grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, St. Croix Shores, so pretty close. Um, and, uh, you know, I I am... Um, I've been in Michigan ever since, you know, I, I didn't think so. After college, I thought I would 
go to California or New York maybe, but mostly LA and uh, I just never got there. So, so you grew up in St. Clair Shores then? That was where you yeah, spent yeah, your yeah, whole yeah, childhood? So, yep. Where yeah. in St. Clair Shores? Uh, near 11 to Jefferson, so um, kind of in the middle of the city and, um, uh, you know, it's on the lake, but I, we weren't on the lake or the canal. Um, we were off uh, pretty close to the police department. You remember that? So <laughs> <laughs> not that not that it's caused any trouble, but um, yeah, so it was a good town, you know, it was, it, it, you know it's what you knew, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't, um, uh, you know, and it was home and it was, it was comfortable and it's good people there and made good friends. So, mm-hmm. was, uh, What were you into? Like what were your childhood interests? What did you do? Well, I played hockey, uh, you know, my brothers and I all played hockey, so that was, it was kind of it, you know. Um, uh, you, you know, at some point, uh, you know, it's, we were limited. I remember one time my dad told me, um, cause I started, uh, in, I think it was fourth grade. We had band, you know, and you, and I said, I wanted to be in the band too. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, then my dad said, you could choose one, you could choose hockey or band, right? And hockey was expensive and time consuming. And, um, that's how it was. I think we give our kids a little more options now, but, um, I don't know if things are easier to get to or whatever, but, and it's okay. And I chose and I'm happy I made that choice. And so you, you stuck with hockey then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was a big thing. And then with brothers playing too, you were at the rink a lot of days a week. And that was kind of all you, you know, you, that's what you did outside of school. So Right. Well, so that that was your main pursuit then outside of school, huh, was, was hockey. What, what did you play? What position? Well, I was a goalie, yeah. Oh, you're a goalie? Yeah. Oh, and, and how many brothers do you have? Two brothers, yeah. Two, so. And are you the oldest? Or are you? No, I'm in the middle. So. You're in the middle? Oh, okay. And they played too? Yeah, they both do. My brother, my uh, younger brother's. Quit playing earlier than like uh, I think he might have played. Oh, I did come back and played high school. I think he gave up for a few years, but my older brother and I played forever and ever. So we've, I've kind of hung it up now, only because it's hard to find a team and hard to work it around the schedule of work. So right. Well, uh, how old were you when you started then playing? I think back then I couldn't. St- there, there was a rule of when you could start, and I think it might have been eight. It was seven or eight that you, that you, you know. Um, I, I, forget, I forget what the term is for that. There's like bantam and peewee and all that. Well, that was might, but the mm-hmm. might didn't allow. I think it it might. Have, I forget what age it was. Seven or eight. It was right around there. It was that first year. So, uh, and um, you played until how long? How, how old were you when you stopped playing? Uh, I don't know. That have to mention my age, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably played, um, you know, into my forties. So. Oh, so you didn't stop even. As an uh, adult, like you were continuing. Yeah, yeah. So if there might have been uh, – there was a little time. I guess I played intramural at college and then um, – so that wasn't much. And then um, uh, maybe had a couple years off after that and move, and then um, played again uh, up through then. So, yeah. You know, some like I said, it got harder to find teams and stuff. So that was part of it. So Right. And you were a goalie the whole time? Uh, until I played adult hockey and then I kind of got – was went up on, in a D league, which is kind of the lowest level of the adult hockey. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's kind of boring for me because I'd been playing so long, you know, not that I'm spectacular or something, but I am. Um, but no, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it got kind of, so I wanted to play out and I was, was interested in skating out cause I hadn't done it since my first year playing hockey. And, um, I, uh, so I started skating out and that was fun. It was a blast. It was funny. You played forever and then you had to remember things like being on side, you know, right. even though you know it, but you didn't have to practice that. So. Yeah, it's a totally different. Uh, I mean, I never played goalie when I was always a wing, and I I think I might have played. I played center briefly. I don't think I ever played defense. But yeah, it's amazing, like the how your mindset has to shift. You know, no matter where you're at in a goalie, it's like you got you know a couple feet of uh, of ice to worry about, and then sometimes you go you know and shoot it down the ice or whatever. But it's uh, it's it's a way different thing than than being out on the ice and having to worry about somebody you know being hit and all sorts yeah. of other things. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Dalton wasn't too much, but there was there was probably more hitting than there should have been. So that's mm-hmm. for sure. Especially for a guy that like me, like I'm not looking for that. Like you said, I wasn't. You didn't have your head up because you weren't. You know, you didn't grow up having to figure that out. So, well, uh, who did you play for then? Who, who were your teams? Well, I played in the house leagues in Sinclair Shores. I, I think I played one year of travel, but uh, again, that was more of an obligation for the family, right? So you um, couldn't do that. But I played house league. Up through, I think, my first year in Bantam, and then I played high school for four years. So I played every year on my high school team mm-hmm. um, and played every year. So that was, was pretty good and um, and fun. And that was, that was the the best team I was on, right, because the school people would come out. You know, I don't I don't know how participation is now, but, um, you know, the school – it was a big sport for our school. And we, we'd have a big crowd and people knew who you were. And it was, um, you know, glory days, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, then after that, it was just um, – uh, intramural and then and then playing um, adult hockey. It's, you know, whoever had a team, someone you knew had a team, and you basically just joined the team. So cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, that was what you did then as a kid. You went to school, and then you. And wh- I gotta ask though, because you, you, there was a moment there. It, there could have been a fork in the road where you, if you if you'd have chosen band, why did you want to do band at all? Like, why did you bring that up? Well, I don't know. I think we had. A, I I think I know it was a summer camp or something like that. That and I don't know if every student went to it or if you chose to, but but for some reason I think a lot did. And um, and then it was just like. Okay, I was interested. It was fun, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, did you have an instrument that you wanted? Well, I was to playing. Play? The, I was playing the drums, actually. Oh, really? So uh. I don't know. That, that would have took me. Um, but uh, I, you know, I don't know. I was going to do both, but it was just that they said you have you know you have to choose which one you want to do. So and you went with hockey because you'd already been doing it for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably you know even though the drums seemed fun, it wasn't it wasn't what hockey was, right? It was kind of a lifestyle. You spent you know you watch games, you're at games, you know, and um, and it's something I really enjoyed. So it was. Uh, you know, it was, it was a good choice. It was the right decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so. What uh, What did your parents do for a living? Uh, my dad was a tool and die maker, um, and uh, my mom was was a stay at home mom. So, well, who did your dad work for? Well, he worked for a lot of um, independent shops for years, and then he he actually got into Ford, and uh, that's who he retired from. But, but it used to be difficult to get into those places. Then, yeah, you know, someone had to know you, and he finally had some connections that helped him. And, and it changed, right? The, it's interesting. I think that he went from little job shops, where you, you know, you you get laid off often, and you um, you, you work different hours, no regular stuff. I think holidays, you had some holidays off, but not as much. And then you get into the big three, and it was, um, you know, it was it's the life, the American. Well, yeah, dream. it was. Yeah. It, yeah, it was more of the dream, right? It was a lot better. You know, treatment was better, and everything. And it's, mm-hmm. more money. Um, you paid better. Yeah, you know, we didn't know about. I don't know what the financials were on that, but but I assume so. But a lot more security, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of a student were you? I was a good student, actually. Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, you know, um, I loved school, and I took. Uh, I mean, I had honors classes in high school. Um, I graduated with honors from Michigan State. So, I don't know why I'm in the video business, right? <laughs> uh, so, you know, you hear sometimes people saying, well, they, uh, you know, they weren't good students, they weren't this, but I was, a, I was a pretty good student and I, I don't remember what my grade point in college was, but I graduated with honors. So, uh-huh. um, what, what, so what were your interests? Like what subjects did you excel in? Well, you know, I was really good in math. I mean, it's funny. I never, I, now I can't even figure out what the tip is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't used that in so long, but, um, uh, I, uh, Math used to be one of my best subjects and my favorite subjects. And I mean, getting into college stuff, calculus was tough. And I don't, I don't know if that was more situational than it was. Um, uh, you know, I probably could have figured it out if, in a different environment, you know, mm-hmm. 
big classes, big university. Um, and I don't think they – I mean I, we had a teacher tell us once this is a weeder class. They used to, we, I went to Michigan State and they'd say this is weeder for the people that want to be engineers. And I didn't want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. But um, they wanted to weed everybody out. Basically it was weeding you out. So you they made the class so tough that only the ones that could really do it made it. And instead of teaching you, right? I, I, and I think – so – I mean, not knowing better, but now I think, you know, I'd rather have people learn than to kind of. Yeah, than to sort of be a trial by fire and see if you can, if you can last this, then you, then you deserve right, to be in the right. field. And right. maybe it's part of the business culture of the university, right? They got to find a way to get kids to become a different, choose a different major. They can't everybody be an engineer. Right. right. Other colleges that have to. Well, so first, how did you end up at state then? Why, why state? Oh, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't know if I had a good reason for it, right? <laughs> I, uh. Uh, I think I saw a couple things about that school because I didn't have much knowledge about college. You know, I really didn't. And um, and so I didn't um, – I, I, I think I read a couple things and, and, and I liked something I read about somebody and I can't even tell you what it was. And so I decided to visit there and it was OK. And, and I, you know, it was um, – it felt like an accomplishment too, right? It's a big school. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I only applied to a, to a couple schools. So um, – and State was one of them. Well, what did you want to do after after high school? Did I you? had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just like, "Well, I'm going to go to college yeah, and we'll see what that happens." Pretty much it, right? And I, and uh, and I kind of let that uh, lead me uh, through college f- for the most part, which probably isn't the way to go. Well, um, what was your major? Well, eventually it was telecommunications, but but it's oh. video production. So I got oh, into okay. what I um I majored in. But um, how I got there was I don't know. I kind of looked through a book and pointed my finger. Honestly, I I did. Had you and had you literally went through the book? I did, and I did. I did flip the pages and pointed in the book, and I liked and I hit uh, telecom and I read what it was, and I said I like that. Um, it, I I don't suggest that way of choosing your life. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, nowadays, right? Well, yeah. I think in general, I don't know if it's the way to go, but um, it was it was interesting. It was okay if it would have been something I didn't agree, and I wouldn't have done that. You, you know, I would have I would have yeah. found something else, or, or I wouldn't have went that way. But um, I think um, in, in, uh, it was a lack of uh, – and maybe it's my own part or maybe it's just the way it was that there was um, – I, I was not familiar with a lot of stuff, right? You knew you knew the big jobs, right? You knew the doctors and there was lawyers. You knew a little bit, but, you know, police, fire. You know, I mean, it's not to sound uh, – uh, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like uneducated on what there were and opportunities there were. Yeah, yeah. And and um, I mean, today it's it's easier, right? To the internet, and you can find things, or maybe there's even a little more honing it with with counselors and stuff. I probably didn't search out the help too. There was probably more help available, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't search it out. But I but I think there could have been better ways to choose your career. But it, but you hadn't had any interest in telecommunications or video production before. You just kind of randomly found it. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, I, I guess in the most part, just because I had never had experience with it. So, um, but, but I like the idea of it. And I like, and I like, you know, the creativity in it and, um, and that stuff. So I wasn't against it. And it wasn't probably where I was, it was probably kind of where I was leaning as well, but it just kind of, um, uh, yeah, but I didn't have any experience in it or knew, knew much about that. So it just kind of happened then. It, like you said, like you went in, you weren't really sure what you wanted to do. And then one day you're like, well, I got to pick something. So you went into the book and you're like, yeah, this sounds interesting. I'll try this. And then it, here you are, you know? <laughs> yeah, trainer, I don't know so. if it worked out, but <laughs> here I am. So. <laughs> um, so after you graduated with honors then, so what happened? What did you, what, what did you do once you got out in the real world? Well, I, uh, I, I spent a lot of time doing nothing for a while there. Um, it was i think it was a tough time to get jobs then back then too and um but uh i eventually um landed up doing some corporate video stuff so um 
And it's funny, I did a couple things for a local TV station, uh, but all through connections. They're all through people I know. But um, uh, my big break kind of came in. I had done some stuff for a local TV station, uh, Channel 50 in Detroit, and uh, I worked on this auto show gig, and it was um, a girl I went to college with. Her dad had a connection, and I – and I um, You worked for Channel 50, huh? I, I did for just a little time, so yeah. Really? Um, I don't know. Your, da- your dad was there at the time, I think, but I didn't know him. And um, so I did – I worked on this – a couple things for one department um, – and uh, I worked on – it was like one of the first years they broadcast the auto show and Channel 50 had it. And there was also a national show um, tied to it. And uh, I worked with two producers and me and I was the PA, just kind of helping them out and, and didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and I don't know how long – that probably lasted a couple weeks. Um, so then like six months later – and then I'm looking for work and not having much luck and have um, – I didn't have any connections and I didn't – one of the things that I didn't know and I thought um, – maybe could have been better um, taught to us in college is that you need to make some connections, right? Right. It's all networking. That's what it is. It is. And they might have said it a little bit, but I think there could have been a little more emphasis on it in in classes or something. I I thought if I went back and talked to students now, I'd say, go get to know people, right? Because that's the only way. But so in my case, I met, there was two producers um, that I worked with. Six months later, I get a call from um, what it was. um, It was Kmart. The Kmart corporation was in Detroit. And, uh, I get a call from – I don't know if the producer called me that I worked with or if it was someone from there. I think it might have been a producer I worked with and she said, hey, I got – there's a there's a job you should apply for. And um, so I uh, I did. I kind of called the, the, the guy in charge and um, next thing you know, I, I'm on permalance. I mean, it wasn't full-time but I was working all the time at Kmart. But it's all through who I know because one producer remembered me and they needed somebody. They needed – they were looking for a studio manager and they said – she said – me and then, in fact, I went in. I handed my guy him my resume. I don't think he even looked at it. I just got a recommendation from someone he trusted, mm-hmm. and that was it. And, and so you were the studio manager then. So what did what did that mean? Well, we so um, it was entailed everything basically. Uh, they had a little in the studio and they did live broadcasts, and you'd work on those. Um, that was to the stores, and um, I packed uh, equipment up for remote shoots. So I put all the equipment together for the crew that would go out. Um, I dubbed back then everything was on tape. So I would do the dubbing, um, uh, copy tapes. So people, uh, if people needed VHS copies so they could watch them at home from the professional format, we'd do that. Um, and then everything. And then I even learned some engineering. I would, um, you know, later on I would, I did that for, I did the studio manager for a few years or, but then I was at that, I worked for that company for a long time. Yeah. How long were you with Kmart then? Well, I think till they left, right? And they uh, they left Detroit in two thousand and six, I think, if I'm right. And um, I worked up. I was probably one of the last ones to be in the door. I mean, they had the department was gone at one point. And I was still doing some work wow. out of there. I never knew because I thought you had been freelancing for years and years. Well, I didn't I, realize that you'd. Uh, well, I was freelance. Oh, you're still I was, freelance. Well, I was freelance, and it was, but you know, it was kind of permalance for a while, where that's all I worked, and then I branched out because I was. I wasn't doing as much there. I wasn't the studio manager, you know, that long anymore. And they didn't even mm-hmm. have one after me. I think they had one. Well, they had one guy after me, and then I just don't think the workload or the uh, environment called for it anymore. So, but they were sort of your main client for all those years. Oh yeah, they were a big client and a good client, and it was just a, a group of us that worked with them. And um, and were they filming commercials or like what was the shoots that they were doing? Like no, um, no, not commercials. It was mostly corporate stuff. It was mostly corporate. It was either corporate training or corporate informational, right? So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Stuff that was going to be a sale this week, or they 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 talked to their the stores or, or departments, right? There's also a lot of training, like certain departments, like pharmacy department talked to the pharmacists. 
about what's new and what's going on. And um, it was a great way. You know, there was so there's so many stores that it was a great way to communicate with them. Um, and it was, I guess, face to face instead of someone, you know, on a phone conference. I think it gave a little more. Um, so they knew who the the players were, right, at, at headquarters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and a lot of um, the last stuff I was doing, there was a lot of, uh, and I was producing when I left there. I um, had a lot of um, uh, of their uh, compliance videos, right. So you had to make things for like ADA and and all, all the rules that were out there. Had training videos, and I would create the training videos. So, mm-hmm. um, so who were some of your other clients then after you when you were working for them? Well, I, uh, there was a shoe company that did stuff for Kmart. There was a big client there out of New Jersey that I worked with. Um, and I did a lot of work for them. Uh, then um, outside of that was, was was you know, I was doing audio for different people. So local production companies, you know, including your dads and um, once in a while. And just, uh, y- you know, there's, a, you know, you, you, there was, times were busy back then, right? You had a lot. Yeah. So you didn't have that many clients only because – you, you only need needed them. a handful, yeah. right? And you're, yeah. and you're busy, right? People would call you and you'd say no because you, you didn't have time to work for them. So. so how did you get into the audio like aspect of it though? Because if you started off doing the studio manager thing, like you said, that was kind of your big break. How did – now you do mostly audio. How did you end up on that end of it? Well, um, I always liked the technical side. So um, I, I did want to be a producer and I did I did do that. I was kind of roughly doing half producing and half um, uh, technical stuff, audio um, uh when I was at Kmart and leaving there and even time after, but then recession hit and producing stuff just kind of fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, too many producers out there. And so, um, who had better connections than I did too. Cause you know, um, being at one place, you, you know, you figure out you don't have any connections that way, which is, um, another lesson learned. <laughs> but, uh, um, so, uh, you know, there was, everybody wanted to be a camera guy that got into it or camera person. That's right. So there was a ton of camera people and there weren't that many, you know, assistance, right? It was the audio guy was kind of in, in, in sometimes it was a, it, you weren't doing even that much audio because that, even that part of the business has changed. The, the equipment has changed. So, um, so I didn't have the ego or need to do that. Right. So, um, uh, not that I didn't want to be in charge, but I was doing that with my producing work when I wanted to be, you know, the boss of, of the shoot. So, but, uh, so this was kind of a nice, you know, and it was, it was also kind of sometimes a fun job. So, you know, um, there, there's a lot of road trips and a lot of stuff that, that we would do. And, uh, you know, there's already a camera guy doing it, but they needed an audio guy to go. So mm-hmm. get to go on the road, right? So there were some fun aspects to it um, uh, uh, of time. So um, and, and I didn't mind the role. So it was kind of – it was funny. And I don't think it was the audio aspect that attracted me. It was just that position on the crew. That was what was needed. It, so you You're right. And it fit in too, right? You know, you you're, you could be a little more social in that role too because a lot of times the camera person's out shooting something and you're standing back dealing with the client or dealing with this or just helping – and you're just helping set up mm-hmm. the equipment that needs to be done. So, Well, uh, do you remember the first shoot you did as an audio tech? Like when you first jumped into that role? No, I don't know the first time I did audio. I remember the first time I went on a shoot as a as a stage manager, they sent me out, and I don't. I think it was just a B roll shoot, and I remember that one, and I remember that because um, uh, the the biggest thing I remember about that is I had to pack the equipment, you know, and it was early on, and I forgot to pack light stands. Oh, great! So yeah. we had to put lights up, and especially the cameras back then, where the camera technology has changed it now, where you, you really can do a lot of things with a lot less light, mm-hmm. but you needed to add lights then, you know, even in a bright store, and this was this was a store shoot, and um. I remember not having any um, any stands and the camera guy looking at me. And he was, was a great guy and a great friend of mine. And uh, 
he he just looked and he just laughed and he handed me his gloves because of course he had gloves for working with lights these hot lights we worked with back then and uh he said, "Here, take the hand, took hand me his gloves and said, "Here, just hold this up. We're going to hold the light." So, and so you were the light stand then? <laughs> yeah, basically. But you, you know, the two things came out of it. One, I never forgot light stands again. I yep. shoot. And two, um, uh, what a good guy in a way he he handled it where he didn't, you he know, didn't he, scream at you, he didn't or get nothing. mad, yeah. and he didn't do it, and he found a solution and said, "Well, we have to do this." You know, I, you know, here you're going to have to hold your hands up, and it's going to be a pain, but. We'll make it work, and he was, you know, and then, you know, he, I never lived it down, right? He, yeah. <laughs> he gave me a hard time. Every but you never day. forgot so, him again either, so. No, I never did, so, but uh, but I don't remember the first time doing audio. I mean, sometime um, uh, after that, you know, there was there, there was a lot of shoots, and you got a chance to do it and stuff. But so, It sounds like you were so busy anyway, just sort of like, okay, I'm going to start doing this, and there was no real momentous like, oh, here we go, this is, this is going to be the, the moment here, and then it was just sort of like, well, you probably look back and you're like, hey, I've been doing this quite a bit for a while now and it's sort of in the soup of the other things that I'm doing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you're always uh, – I mean I felt like I was always learning something new and challenging myself and that was um, uh, – that's what I liked about it and that's kind of probably why I never left town because I thought I would, would go on to different things. But um, I always felt I was evolving in, um, and so uh, – so it just worked out here, and you you didn't see a need to leave. So well, you, you, no, I don't. I don't know about that. I guess I, 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 it just just never happened, right? And you know, but that that's there's a lot of other factors involved that that affect that. But but I was always kind of growing and, and learning and doing that stuff. So, and I don't know. I don't know if people get out in jobs and do they does someone get out and say, oh, I finally made it? You know, I, I or my first. No, time. <laughs> I don't. Think I, they I don't do. know. I mean, maybe if you're a doctor and your first day, or you have your own. Pri- I don't know. Maybe, but I don't know no, because it, this was yeah. just. So, and then again, it wasn't like I didn't have my ambition getting into the business was not to be an, an audio person or something like. Probably more to be a producer. So, I don't know if I remember the first producing job I had either, but that was probably more of a a goal. But it wasn't that big of a push. So maybe it'd be different if someone had a different um, motivation where their push was to get at this level, mm-hmm. and in the first day there, they would notice it. Right. When I don't, when I don't think it it was for me as much. So. Yeah, so you just, I mean, like you said, you just kind of found it almost by accident and then just sort of made it work as you as you went, you know? And Yeah, you know, and it's an interesting business, right? Cuz it you've worked in it, right? And it mm-hmm. uh it it kind of drags you, you know, it seems cool. Mm-hmm. And um and that's part of the problem, right? There's a big alert to it. So it it seems really cool and you, oh, this is fun and and uh there's some fun stuff and you just kind of get dragged in whether it's good or bad it's like anything else man i've worked in so many industries and everything in our world and our civilization is just thrown together it's amazing how stuff is even completed or or made because so much stuff is is done on the fly and this isn't just tv this is every the auto industry the hospice industry all you know I, i work for a park now um and it's everybody is just making stuff up as they go along and there really is no omniscient uh sort of like a uh, power that's sort of, you know, dictating, you know, the way th- this is how it should be. And this is, and don't what? worry, this problem will get solved. Well, you know? That's too bad. Is it? Do you think that we'd have uh, some... th- I got a little bit more philosophical <laughs> there than I needed to. Um, <laughs> I wasn't get, talking about when I said omniscient, I wasn't meaning like God or we won't get into that. No, but, but, um, I mean, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, on a job level, you think there would be some more. There's um... always an expert is the thing. It's like you assume there's always an expert. In it. And there are people that are really good at what they do and have years of experience you know, you, my dad, there's producers out there that, you know, I've worked with where it's like they just they they know what to do for pretty much any situation. But um, 
there's no person they're all they're all I don't want to say faking it but they're all uh they're making it up as they go along as well and it's it's really just compound experience is what is what it yeah. is well the the business that we're in is um is like that though cuz every situation a lot of times situation is different like you walk in and you, you know there's always something different i mean some of the the basics are the same right um you know you're putting lights up you're if we're doing an interview you're shooting, you're, you're putting up lights and you're um you know, you've got the equipment and there's some standards to it, but your situation is different, right? The mm-hmm. room is different, the place is different, the person is different. So there's always some challenges that – and that's part of the business that's fun, right? And you're, you're challenged and you got to be on your toes because you don't know what um, what's going to happen. And 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 the other thing is there's, you know, there's there's a hundred ways to do it, right? There's no one way to do this. You know, mm-hmm. there's people in this business that will tell you this is the way – and my business will say, oh, no, this is the way you do it. Well, that's the way they do it. But yeah. then you work with somebody else and they do it differently and it's just – it's just It works out just as, it's as just fine, fine as you know? it would yeah. it, it is. So and, and maybe that's just people in general, right? They want to think that they have uh, they have the answer sometime or, they, or, or in their position they're supposed to look like they have the answer. So. Right. And again, that's 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 every industry. I, I worked – you know, I, I did controls and uh, there was this guy I worked at it with at a firm in Brighton and uh, he was a – like a certifiable genius. And uh, he said one time, he's like, man, I'm scared. Every time I get a new project, I keep thinking like, man, this is the one that's going to, that's going to stump me, you know? And, and he had his way of doing things. And then another boss that I worked for would have his, his way of doing things. And, but I mean, the thing with this business specifically is that you're, you're around so much cool stuff. Like, I mean, I did a shoot with you guys a couple of weeks ago where we, we did a shoot with an NHL hockey player. You know what I mean? It's like, you're just, you're, you're in this dude's apartment doing an interview with him and you're just kind of look around. You're like, this is pretty cool that this is, this is even happening or that I'm getting to, to do this. So, and you put mics on God knows how many people, you know, I mean, I, I worked with you, uh, in 2008 when I was, when I was doing audio, uh, but, uh, you put a mic on Barack Obama, you know, you put, you put mics on God knows how many people, probably to the point where you're just, it's not even like the, a big deal to you anymore. You're just like, Hey, hold still, you know? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're trying to get starstruck when you meet somebody that's a celebrity. I mean, but that's has that that's ever happened to you? Or you've been like, oh man, I'm I'm putting a mic on such and such. No, no, it, more or less, you know, I better not screw up, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but probably more or less, if not screwing up with the person so much, I mean, there's some of that because you get you know deal with um, CEOs and even stuff, and, and sometimes there's a uh, you know, you know you're got to have to be proper in a way like, okay, I got to do this and I don't want you fussing with them too much. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a really intimate, almost intimate situation, right? Because you're right next to somebody putting a mic on on their coat or their tie or you're, or you're hiding it in it. Um, and so it takes a little time, right? And um, so I, I can't say that I'm not ever like, oh, crap, don't think about this too much. But um, and, and it's happened. But um, I don't know, and it's part of the fun too. You talked about, you know, you mentioned names like that, and, and you you get in rooms sometimes or places you don't expect you are or to be, like ever to be, and behind the scenes sometimes, and you see things, and um, it's uh, and that's part of the cool part of the business, right? That's part of the stuff that keeps you thinking, oh, this is kind of cool, and it's something. But at the same time, and and but not maybe I'm not a starstruck person either, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, a good quality to have in that line of work because you don't want to constantly be like your hands shaking, and you know, as you're. <laughs> As you're doing whatever it is you're doing, and or you don't want to just be thinking about why well, I'm listening to such and such, and then you forget to mix it, you know. Yeah. So that's a good quality to have is that you don't get starstruck. Well, and I think one of the I, and I was going there and I, and I and I lost track, but it was that. Um, I mean, this bigger thing is sometimes you know the well, you put a microphone on a person, and and it's got to be it's got to work through the you can't fuss with it afterwards, right? So mm-hmm. that's the I think where I get the most 
um, worried sometimes. Like you talked about the guy that worried about every job stuff. He's like, oh, I hope this works and I hope it doesn't, you know, it's not too noisy or whatever because I only have a, how much time do I have to fix it if I get a chance to fix it or not, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. the pressure is, okay, you got one shot at this. Hopefully it works out and then you crush your fingers and then yeah. it does it's good. <laughs> well, I remember when again in 2008, we did a shoot um, for an art gallery uh, and it was a week-long shoot and it was like 10-hour day, 10, 12-hour days. It was a long shoot. Um, but, uh, I, I do remember that I learned more. That was when for me, like I, by the time that week was over, I was like, okay, I'm not before I went into that week, still nervous and still thinking like, you know, I don't, not necessarily, I don't belong here, but I, I still don't know what I'm doing. And by the time that week was over, I was like, okay, I can, I, it's, this is no longer a big deal to me. I mean, it's still a big deal, but I, I have the rhythm down, you know? Right. Well, and it's just, it's and, just experience, right? With anything. I mean, isn't that anything? Just some, some experience and some knowledge of what you, you need to do. I mean, there's always changes and there's always um, challenges along the way, but um, for the most part, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know a lot of other businesses, but maybe it's all the same. You said you've worked, you've worked in a lot more careers than I have. So. I was going to ask you, have you ever had any other jobs outside of TV production or video production? No, you know, other than working, I think I worked for the city when I was in uh, college, you know, in the summers and I um, cleaned up the parks. Uh, oh, no. Sh- yeah, no yeah, shit. So we really? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I never knew and, that. Huh. Um, that was a summer job. And then other than that, I, um, no, I got into, um, what did I do anything else? <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, I pretty much got into the TV stuff, you know, and it was a lot of corporate stuff at first because that's what was in Detroit at the time. Um, and I've, that's, that's all I've kind of done, you know. Where would you have gone if you'd have left? You said California. I'd have gone to LA, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that's just the image of L.A. and stuff. But there is, you know, the business is out there, right, or was out there a little more than it is now. Um, so I think that's where I would end up. I, I like it. I mean, and then I spent a lot of time in New York with jobs and stuff, and I, I, I like the I like the vibe of New York. I mean, there's so much energy, and, and I, I really enjoy the city. I, I don't know how long I would last there, though. Yeah, it's pretty claustrophobic. This is New York. Yeah, 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 I think that's it, right? And then as you um, – if you wanted a little more – yeah, if you wanted a little more space, right? And I've been in um, – had friends who had a – the friend of a friend had an apartment there and was in some little apartment, you know, studio apartment. And you looked around and said, how much does this cost? You know, yeah. <laughs> and then it's part of the money factor, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm always uh, thinking about – I'm conscious of the money and I think that would have been a tough a tough sell sometimes. But but yeah. maybe you're paid better there and you can survive there too. So Yeah, it, it evens out I think. At least that's what you would, you would hope for, right? Um, is there anything that like any sort of uh, aspect of this business or any sort of role that you want to play that you haven't over the years that you would that you uh, would like to still? Yeah, I'd like to be the guy that makes the money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. You know, that's. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if now there is. I. I don't. That's a good question. When you were, what, what about when you were younger? Was there were you kind of? Well, yeah, you know, I think we all dreamed about being a director of something bigger, right? But um, th- that's based on where you're at and who you're working for and what stuff you're doing. So, and I was kind of doing that. I was producing, directing. Sh- you know, they were corporate video stuff, but um, you're still kind of in charge. You're still being the creative side of it, and you're still getting the whole thing. You're, you're the one organizing, getting it done, and working on the budget. So there was a lot of um, interesting stuff, a different scale than you know like TV shows or movies or something like that, but but kind of similar. And um, uh, but normally I know someone will be offended by that. But yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah. the, we, it's like basically we, we talked about – we talked yeah. about basics, you know, and things just kind of, you know, environments change. And um, I – but no, I don't – I don't – I don't know. I don't know. I think, think of anything there's really um, 
you know, and maybe it's just kind of that uh, putting your finger in the book to pick out your career. Yeah. The same thing. Like you'll see what happens. And, um, you know, I'm challenged by jobs, right? I'm challenged by you get on a new – you've got a new project and you're on it and you're challenged at how I'm going to do it. And, you know, the basics are the same but the environment's different. And, and, uh, and um, so that stuff I'm always challenged and even today because now it seems like the challenges are – um, where used to be days, where used to be times when there was ten people on the crew to do something, and now they want two people to do it, right? Yeah. And they want the same. They want the same deliverables. And um, technology's made it somewhat easier, but then I don't know if it's budgets or just because they found that people could do it. And now part of the part of the challenge sometimes is how are we going to get this all done in this amount of time for? Um, and and that's what you do. Well, and the, and the clients have changed too. Now a lot of it is internet type. That's where it airs, you know. It's streaming and and things like that. That right. seems to be way more prevalent than than the old stuff. I mean, uh, you know, like I, I wanted. My next question was like, are there any like clients or any people that you would that you want to work for that you you did want to work for that you still haven't or uh, any sort of ambition in that way? And I mean, like, because now it's like you do, you do work for, you know. K- Kmart doesn't have a video department. Kmart, I don't think, has any department. <laughs> I don't know if they have uh, anything. Not. I think they have stores left. Amazing. They moved but, to Chicago, you know, because they merged with Sears, you know, and that that was it because it was really a locale thing, right? They had to be there. Um, mm-hmm. But the uh, the point is, is like now you could do Facebook definitely has video production. You know what I mean? Like they do their. Th- so it's sort of like is it, is there anybody that you haven't worked for that you would still like to work for? No, you know, um, uh. No, not really. Well, it's funny you say that though. I I got because it, there's never been an an aspiration of like I don't think like your like your question you're asking like I'm not thinking oh I want to work for this person or this place or mm-hmm. um but as they come along but I did do a frontline shoot last year so for PBS Frontline which is uh, you know I love that show and um so that was a pretty cool thing like it just kind of fell into my lap and I got to do it and um what, I, what was the shoot like what was the story uh it was on it just aired a couple months ago in fact. And it was on artificial intelligence, and oh. effect, and, and um, and it's funny. I've only seen half of it. I got to watch the rest of it now. And um, I think it came out in October. And um, but just the fact that it was it, it was frontline. What a great show! And you know they take the, the time to tell a story. And and um, once you're on the shoot, you learn that they, you know, they take the time and money it needs to explain a story because they're they were doing a lot of video shoots mm-hmm. and a lot of places I wasn't involved in all of them. I was just doing the stuff I, I was in, uh, we did stuff in Ohio, Michigan and Indiana. And, um, so you, uh, um, so, but, but it's, it's just such a great show and to be part of it. And, and it was interesting. And then I had, was fortunate enough to work with, uh, the gentleman that was in charge of frontline for years. The man that pretty much was the executive producer, he, um, in charge of the show and kind of started it. So I'm working with a legend mm-hmm. who I am um, – I mean I didn't realize but then I got to and it was, it was a great experience. It was a, it was a great – he's a great guy too and it was, um, it was a good experience. And, and it, was, it was funny because this is like the a serious show and you think of a top-end television and the treatment of the people. They were – treated everybody great, mm-hmm. you know, and we uh, you know worked hard and we chatted afterwards and stuff. But mm-hmm. it was a great experience all around. You and know? the story came out good. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think they were satisfied. I mean, I'm get to talk to them about it, but <laughs> I wonder. So sometimes you get you leave jobs and you never you never go back, right? That's part of it mm-hmm. in this business where I think people are, um, you know, being freelance like that. Like we do things and I never I never see them on air. They're on TV. I don't I don't see them. Um, I don't even know when they're going to be on, or 
I don't know. I never, you know, you don't really hear back from the clients who, unless you probably screw up and then you hear back yeah. about how you screwed up. But, you know, once in a while you get a, hey, this was good, but um, not that often. So, What is most of your work now? Like what do you, what do you spend most of your time doing? Well, it's just about all audio now. There's some producing there. It's, it's limited. Um, and then, uh, but, uh, and that's corporate stuff. And now I'm, I'm still doing, um, mostly audio production. So field shoots and it's, you know, there's some sports, there's some corporate still. Um, there's, uh, I don't know if it ever gets in not really commercials. I mean, it could be, but in, you know, it just depends on, I've, I've done a couple along the way, but just, you know, it's a who you know business. And, if you're not in that circle, mm-hmm. that work doesn't come your way as much. So, right. Um, it, so th- that's you know basically, and then then way too much time off because being a freelancer, that's part of the problem, right? And, and part of the business problem now is, is that so, mm-hmm. or at least, at least here. So, <laughs> uh, well, this kind of ties into that. Uh, how how has the industry changed since you've been involved? You've been involved, you know, a couple decades now. Oh, so. thanks for telling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so like how three, three years? I mean, three years. <laughs> It's um, changed so much in three years. Uh, well, it's, it's, and this industry has changed a lot, right? Because it really was um, – it's funny. The equipment used to be so expensive that it was really a commitment and then um, for the people that were in it. And I think um, that has changed because technology has really changed it in a lot of ways. It, it's made it a lot less expensive to get in and, and that's as, as good, good things and bad in my opinion. But um, so a couple of things have changed. One is – in. Um, there's there's a lot more players now because it's a lot easier to get into the production business because you can buy equipment for pretty inexpensive um, and do the job. Mm-hmm. And the other aspect about that is the equipment has gotten so good that uh, – I won't say people are less skilled, but you don't need to have all the um, – you can you can do it with less knowledge than you had to before. Before, it was kind of an environment where you, you worked your way up and um, – and, and it may still be in some sense, but you, you had to work your way up and you had to learn learn a lot to get to, to, you know, to be the people that were camera people and became DPs and stuff, directors of photography. You know, they were, you, it was a process, right, to learn. And, um, but then you also had to have the, the equipment to be in that business too, right? And so there was a whole business aspect that you had to be involved in. And um, so now it's made it easier, which has saturated the market probably. Um, that, that's probably part of the problem is there's a lot less work, I think. And um, – uh, one of the biggest things was it used to be a decent paying job, I, I believe. From when I was first in, I'm not making anything, right? But I remember people had, they, you know, they were living okay, you know, and they had good houses and and, and um, getting plenty of work. There's plenty of work when I was in the business. I was I was really busy. Um, but that's all. That's changed a lot, at least in this market where um, there there's not as much work. Probably a number of factors, you know. I don't know if businesses are that. There's at least be a lot of corporate. And I don't know if they're just doing not doing as much. I think they're probably not. Um, they're, they're, but but the one thing is, is nobody wants to do it on the cheap. So I think the the rates haven't changed in I don't know how many years. I, I I don't know if it's been ten or fifteen years since the rates have changed. And everybody else is getting raises around you, right? You know, people mm-hmm. that have a job, standard job, are getting their their percentage of raise every year, and and you're not getting that. So. Um, that's one of the toughest things that I think has happened. So, um, so less work, and then it pays less when it does come in. Y- yeah, mm-hmm. you know, well, pay, pays, it pays yeah. the same, right? But mm-hmm. the cost of everything else goes up. But inflation, up. yeah, and the so that's it. And less work, and then also um, uh, more. It, I mean, a lot of things have changed. Like you know, the, the 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 speed of our society, right, has changed it. We used to be 
We joke about someone would call and say they'd call you and leave an answer in your answer machine, right? Mm-hmm. And say, "What are you doing in two weeks?" Right? And then it was a pager, but then you had time to call them back. And um, it used to be planned out, like, and there was a lot of aspect reasons why. You know, you, you they had to plan. They would they would plan things out. The producer would plan two weeks. You know what you were doing two weeks ahead of time. Um, and now it's not. Now it's what are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. Right? Now Everybody you get a text instant, and yeah, you know? you're free. And yeah. at the same time, they want it for you know the, you know they used to like I talked about it. They used to have crews that were you'd have a lot of people working together for, it, and now they want two people to do it. Mm-hmm. You two people do what we used to do with ten. So now you're paying, you know. And I'm, I don't I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about working hard because I don't mind working hard at all. You know, in fact, that makes the day better, right? In the challenges I like, but it does seem like they um, and technology's made. Technology has made it where you don't need as many people. I understand that and, and believe that's true. But there's still a time where it would, it would be better to have, you know, a few more hands on a job would really help it. Because, so, you know, you're working – you're trying to do as much as three or four people should be doing. So it, you, you lose aspects of it, right? So what you sacrifice something when you do that. Definitely. And and, and I was about to say that the crew that I work at, uh, at, at the park that I'm at now, the maintenance crew, there's four of them. There used to be ten guys in that shop. So it's it's again it's everywhere. Everything has been consolidated down, and and the costs have been sort of consolidated. And you know we're going to pay less people to do more. I remember when the recession hit. I was working for a radio. I wasn't working. I was interning for a radio station in in Ann Arbor, and I remember them coming in and talking to each other. The radio host. It was a morning show, and saying like you know we're all getting paid. We're all we're all getting asked to do more for less. You know. Uh, I remember they were laying people off. the 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 uh, the weather slash traffic guy got laid off, um, and and that was when uh, that was when you know I was how old would I have been? I was twenty two. That was right after the summer that I, I worked for my dad actually as, as an audio guy. Um, but that was when I was like, yeah, this this this. I don't think I'm going to be able to be doing anything in this business because if they're freaking if it's this bloodletting now, and I mean the recession was a special case. It's not that anymore. It's 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 stabilized, but. Uh, but it was still a real reality check uh, for me. So uh, it's yeah, it's it's interesting to see uh, to see um, that aspect of it to sort of be slapped in the face with that. And I'm I'm glad it happened because I didn't. It sort of got rid of any sort of uh, you know delusions I may have had about you know the sort of you go to you like you said you go to you know you, you have grade school college and then you go off and get a job it was very clear like right off of the bat there i was like that's not going to be my life it's going to be something else so yeah. and here we are well and but, i think that business i don't know a lot about the radio business but i assume it's changed a lot right i, I mean oh, i yeah. think there's you know a lot less people working in it just because they don't they don't want you to do it i don't know um automation's probably changed some of that and you know so technology again has hit it and then and then everything's a cost savings, right? I mean, that's that's. I mean, when we get to society issues now. I mean, it's, it's everybody wants to save cost, and we um, it affects our whole society. Mm-hmm. Well, you you said uh, you did college radio, though, didn't you? You you worked. I did. Radio? I did college radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. just as, a, but not with a focus on doing it. Right, my friend. Mm-hmm. In fact, my um, a good friend of mine from high school went to college with. The, he came to my college a couple years later, and he's still a great friend. And he uh, he um, wanted to do the radio show. Let's go do a radio show, right? And he. He he, like was all his initiative. Even though I was in the, he wasn't in this business. I was in the you know learning TV, and that was my major kind of. So I was in a related business, and I had audio classes because they're part of the requirement. And um, he didn't, but he wanted to do it, so he kept pushing me. And and um, uh, you know, I finally followed along sometimes. And we just were doing it for fun. We had a good time. 
You just played music, or not? Like well, that? we uh, we we did. Well, they didn't want to let us on. I think, truthfully, um, <laughs> because we were because we were. You know, it was funny when they were teaching you. And there was little classes for it, and you do tape tests, and then they would critique you on what you did, and they wanted everything to be kind of cut and dry. Okay, this is what how you say on the radio. This is how you talk, and this is what you say, and then you introduce the song. Very regimented, very yeah. much so. And I don't know when you were into it or taking classes, it was like that. And we didn't care, right? So we were just a couple of guys trying to have fun. And um, so they put us – they didn't want to put us on the air. And uh, and we knew that because we were like they're taking a while to, to give us a chance. And we're like, come on. And, um, and I think it's because we were – you know, there was just – we weren't trying to be the same thing. And we um, – so we were put on the AM – there was an AM station at Michigan State at the time. And then they got their FM license for an FM station and they needed more people. Mm-hmm. Um and so the first thing they gave us is they gave us – I know we had overnights one night a week. So from like, I don't know, was it 2 to 6 in the morning or something like that? We were on the air. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's listening. The the like, graveyard shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and we did that. And then we ended up doing a morning show on I think Saturdays for a, a couple semesters or something. I remember – I can't remember the, the time frame we were on. But I remember we did those um, – and it was more than one term because I know we switched our hours and stuff like that. And but we 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 would chat and um, we would uh, I, we would do silly theme shows. I remember that. And I remember we used to um, I don't know my 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 partner would make up make up things. We um that I don't know we did we he did a couple things. Like one day we made it. We called decided it was Sonny Bono Day. Mm-hmm. Sonny Bono was a of course the, uh, was he a I don't know if he was he was in Congress or was yeah yeah he point. died in a skiing accident in ninety eight right. yeah. yeah but this was before that so he was mm-hmm. just in but but he was pretty much out of the news other than political news mm-hmm. and college students I wasn't paying much to politics then anyway paying much attention and uh, he was um in just because he used to be a singer or whatever my buddy decided it was um and this was a funny radio experience for us we he we decided it was um Sonny Bono Day. And um and this was just one of the declarations we made. We've made others on other days, right? So um and uh so we went to uh we went to a friend's house and or a friend's apartment in Ann Arbor that night because uh, I don't know if it's somebody's birthday or what. I think it might have been my buddy's birthday down there. And we went down and visited, and him and his girlfriend were there. And then one of her friends came over, and um and we're just chatting, you know, and and we just met. So his girlfriend, I think we just met that night, and then her friend, of course, we just met too. And her friend says. Oh yeah, you know today's Sunny Bono Day, and we <laughs> just go. Where did you hear that from? And she found out she she went to school in Michigan, but she worked in Lansing somewhere and was listening to the. Oh my god! What <laughs> and we're like, uh, well, you know, uh, we're we we explained to her that we were the we were the two guys on the radio that just yeah. declared that, and there was no real. So, but it's pretty funny to think. Wow, someone's actually listening, and they actually believe what you say. You know, like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So now you're like, oh man, we have real power. We have to. Uh, <laughs> we, what should we, we do with this? Well, we didn't have any power, but it was funny. But we, we had some fun along the way with it, anyway. So, what, did he end up going into radio then? No, friend? no, he was a physics major. He's had a PhD oh, no. in physics. He has nothing to do with this this whole business. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny though, and that's funny career things. And and uh, I there was a professor there that. He told us, he said, you guys should think about this, you know, just because we, I think we were different and we were ram, we'd ramble on and um, we talk about silly stuff and um, it was, never was political and it never was and it, it was just uh, our sense of humor and a lot, you know, and we didn't know if we didn't even get it, right? Like the Sunny Bono Declaration. And, um, but uh, we um, – and he said that but we thought – I thought, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to TV production. That's where I want to be, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, sometimes I – I wish I wasn't so um, 
this uh, it's funny for as much as I have picked through a book and said, okay, this is going to be my, I'm going to point in and pick my major. Then I wanted to put my foot down and decide where I'm going sometimes. And maybe I should have went, you know, had, had let the, the breeze kind of take me and maybe it would have changed. Sounds like you kind of did though. Like, you know, with, within the certain parameters that you'd set, you know, like you were kind of, you kept an open mind as far as TV production went. Um, yeah, in that but, sense, but you know, still in a limit of that, right? And maybe you should just let go otherwise, because I don't know, I I don't know. Maybe, but then a radio industry changed, right? Who knows? I was going to say, yeah, it, it's not like it would have, you know, you wouldn't have been, you know, making any, you know, any major money today if you'd have ch- chosen to do radio. Yeah, you never, so. you, yeah, you don't know. But it, it might have been interesting to see where it took you, right? It, it would have made a, a different challenge, that's for sure. But, um, but fun times. But this, this, all the mics here remind me of those days. But we used to have, we did, did some fun shows, so. Just some stupid stuff like, oh my god, it's, it's fun. Yeah, well, it's that's that's what it's all about, man. It's it's uh, you know, you don't want to take it too seriously. Um, I certainly don't, uh, and that's probably why I have like twenty people that listen to this. But <laughs> so, but I appreciate all of them. Thank you very much. I am I am not. Well, you uh, know, the ratings yeah. might be up now. I don't know. Yeah, sure well, the, you did say when I asked you to come on, you're like you're like, well, you know, it's it's uh. And I said something to the effect of, like, I'm like, it's not, there's no pressure, man. And he's like, oh, no, everybody's going to, everybody's going to be listening. You don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> millions. Like, like anybody will care. So, yeah. Uh, this kind of ties into the last question. Where do you see the industry going in the next decade since it's changed so much and consolidated? And, you know, you got two person crews doing what 10 person crews used to do before. Anybody can get in because the technology is cheaper and more accessible. If you, could, if you had to guess, where would you see it going? I don't know. That's an interesting question, you know, because now you think of all this. Um, there's so much more content. That's what's the interesting thing about the industry is that there's so much more content that's needed, right? Even when you know cable TV expanded from when you used to have 30 channels to where you have 100 and something channels or whatever, and now with the internet and there's so much content's needed, you think that there would be more demand. Yeah, more jobs. Yeah. You would think so, but I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see it. You know, especially in here, and maybe that's Detroit, and maybe that's because we're based on a corporate environment before, and maybe they think the entertainment needs to be come from somewhere else. But it it could be done anywhere, and, and I don't know. So you think there would be more? But I thought that ten or fifteen years ago, when all this stuff was expanding anyway, and I haven't, um, I, I haven't seen it. I think there's some people that benefit from it, right? Some places and companies do really good on it, and other others don't get a benefit from it. But I, I um. You know, I, that's an interesting question. I don't know what will happen to it. I know one thing is, and, and I've said this a long time, when I got into the industry, there was places that you could learn. So, like, I started the corporate environment, but I was a studio manager, and I was – there was camera guy, DPs and um, camera people, and you're surrounded in a situation where you could learn, right? So you learned audio because someone else taught you audio mm-hmm. and showed you how to do it. And then you could go out and try one, and then when you screwed up a little bit, you made a mistake, you could fix it and you could see, you could, you, you could also see the results, right? So I was there. I could also, I was in the same building that they did the editing. So you could see the final piece. You'd say, oh, okay, all right, I see that. I learned that. Um, I don't know where people learn anymore. You know, they can learn, you get some in college, but most of my learn, I, most of the stuff I learned, even though I studied it was, was after the fact, was right, in the field. Right. But I don't know. There's not companies like that. There's not big production companies where they have um, interns in, and of people that, you know, are just coming in like I was and to learn from someone. So I don't know what will happen in a sense that I don't know where people learn anymore. 
I mean, just doing it themselves. I mean, technology allows you to do that, right? And it's probably a lot more school. There's a lot more uh, opportunity in junior high and high school and stuff because now you can actually be doing it and learning. Right. Um, I, I think so, you're right, though. I think it's mostly just self-taught people, I think, that, that are coming up nowadays. Not all of them. You know, some of them might go under the wing of a particular person or whatever. But uh, I think a lot of it is, is self-driven people. And then they just they network and then they find themselves with regular – Gigs. Right, right. So. But hopefully I met I met a guy. I was working a job not too long ago and I met this guy and he's doing it. He kind of seems like he did that where he – and he's doing some interesting projects on his own and um, he's doing all this stuff. And then we started talking a little bit about money and I thought, oh, well, you, you know, I don't – I hope you can live on that because, you know, you need to make a living too, right? And so he's only 20-something so he's probably happy to do it and he, he's probably sharing an apartment with a couple people and that's fine. Um, but eventually you got to – Branch, but if this is it, right? Like, and he's not working at a small organization; he's freelancing for some pretty good um, client base. And you think, if you're not make, if these guys aren't paying it, so I don't know what'll happen. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know. Well, um, I, w- I will say, man, because like when I did uh, the audio thing, uh, like I learned more from you that summer than I did. I mean, there were other people; it wasn't just you that I learned from. But so, like, thank you for that. That was uh, I. I because I was so freaking nervous when I started, and then I remember like that shoot. Uh, you taught me some things before then, but then that that art gallery shoot. I said by the end of it, it was just like because they had two mixers, so it was like that was the one time I got to work alongside an audio guy and be like, okay, oh, this is how it's done. Oh, this is this is this is how you tape a mic on. You know, if there's no place to put it on their collar or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's you know. So well, thank you for I that. Always, I know? always thought, well, there goes my summer worth of work because I just gave it away. I know, right? yeah. There was you weren't the only one who was who was worried about that. Uh, but as you can see, there was absolutely no threat. But, so I'm not even because I'm barely even involved in that now. Yeah, so well, no, that's all right. That's part of that. I mean, I never mind because you just kind of paid forward and hopefully it, it works out in the end somewhere. So yeah, yeah. You know, well, it was it was good karma anyway. So <laughs> it's like I hope it <laughs> yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah. I think so I think so. I think it's all it's all good, right? Try to do the right thing, and that isn't at the. Um, isn't that what everything should be about, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I think so. I think there's something to that, right? If you try to do the right thing, hopefully it all comes back on around. The end, you know, I don't know if um, we. I don't know if as a society we do that anymore. I don't know if we all are, are doing the right thing all the time. Or I don't think we do. Yeah, depends. But you know, uh, I, I think on the small scale, like on the on the micro scale, little nice things happen every day. You know, people do these little um, uh, sort of thankless type gestures but um it seems like the the farther up the scale you go it seems like they they get harder and harder to find um i don't know we could that's a whole other freaking show right <laughs> yeah. there yeah. i got i got two more questions for you uh the first one's kind of quick what's the most important skill that a person uh, in, would need to do your position in your opinion well i i uh, i don't know i think one of the best skills in this business is to get along with people amazingly you're around a lot of people and a lot of different people all the time and in, in environments and i think Funny, you know, even though you have to to know the knowledge of the what you're doing, right? There is a you got to make sure you get along. I mean, think sometimes I think sometimes there's an opposite where in this creative business, there's people that are tolerated who don't um, that don't necessarily do that, mm-hmm. right? But for some reason, they have people think they should hire them because they're great or whatever. The but technical they, skill, yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or they, or there's some um, belief that they're better because of something, right? The ego, I guess, worked that, but that, that probably works in a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think one of the good things, one of the things you think about is that I think about is that you just, you know, always is better when you can get along 
walk into video because we'll get uh, you know I'll get hired and um, you know I'll know the uh, the camera person, but I won't know the producer and what the environment walking in and you got to go in there and be professional and and um and and try to get along because it's a long day you're, you're stuck you you know you guys are stuck together for ten hours or whatever or more mm-hmm. and uh and I just did one recently like that and we talked about it afterwards the the guy I was working with about you know part of it was just like you know making it seem smooth and going and doing and doing good so. Uh, what what do you have coming up in the future? What's your uh, what's your new year looking like? Uh I got a lot of empty days. So if anybody's out there looking for an audio tech <laughs> or a producer, you can give me a call. Um, uh, I am doing. Uh, I'm going down to Dallas for. I'll be down there for New Year's for the NHL game that's on New Year's. The, oh right, the classic. Yeah. So I'm doing that, and then I think I'm. Um, the rumor is I'll head out to the NHL All Star game too. I do I do some NHL work, so. Um, so that and we'll do some stuff for their um, their uh, and a lot of that I think ends up on the web too and um, for the NHL. Um, but uh, yeah, so those are the two big things I go. And other than that, I don't um, I don't think I have anything on the book. So like I said, uh, there's no auto show in Detroit this year, which was always a yeah. A, is that the, is this the first year that's the, that's the case? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it was always kind of a staple of of a lot of work, right? It, it's yeah. kind of shrunk in in the last. 10 years but after the recession, but it used to be where everybody in town was busy on the auto show. And it was a great kickoff to the year because you got a couple, two, three days of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and like everything else, it, and it was the one thing that did kind of hang around, right? Now, there was a couple years I actually didn't do the auto show because you just didn't, numbers didn't work out. You weren't one of the ones called. But um, I had been again recently, and you see a lot of people down there. But now it's, it's, it's it makes January a little tougher for. Um, for all those freelancers looking to survive. Yeah, I remember that. I remembered that as a kid. Like, I knew that was such a big deal. Like, that was such a huge bread and butter shoot for my dad. It was like, we, the auto show has to go well, you know. We got the auto show coming up, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, that's crazy that it's not in Detroit anymore. I, I, well, I'd heard doing, that, but I just Well, they're, well, they're doing it. They it. moved it to the summer. So I'm not sure. There's a whole different format, and I think it's in the summer. And I, and you'd have to research it. I, th- I think they said it was going to be around different places instead of one. Um, and I'm not sure what the uh, – uh, I'm sure there's some ideas behind that. I mean part of it probably is that the press can come in the summer instead of the winter. And so it's they can write, idea, they can write about yeah. how nice uh, the, the, this area <laughs> is because it's beautiful in the summer, right? Yeah. But they used to come. It used to always snow. It was cold. And so you didn't get any of the positive um, – I, I think Detroit didn't get – Positive stuff from that, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, now the, there's nothing positive about Michigan winters. That's for damn sure. Uh, you know, yeah. well, if you're there and enjoy them, right? If you're dressed for it and you're going to go out and have some fun, I, I don't mind. I, I like the winter, right? But if you're coming in town to do work, you know, you're not bringing your snow pants and you're not going sledding down the hill and you're not doing these things. You're coming to work, and now it's cold when you have to walk to your hotel mm-hmm. or go get food, and um, you know, it gets dark early. So, you, you know, I can see it where it's. And I wonder if that I I wonder if that didn't play a part in it that, to to show the city in a better light and different light. You know, if it, it changes it for us. Hopefully, the work will still come back. I don't know. It might might be gone from. You know, it depends on how they the media works it. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, all right, man. Well, we're at the top of the hour. So uh, thanks thanks for coming in. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been good talking to you. So see, that went by nice and quick, and it was very easy. There was no. <laughs> we'll see. I didn't say too much. I, I got to have a lot more to say. <laughs> yeah, if you want, I could send you the episode, and you can tell me to like cut out this, cut out that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. Well, and then 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 you come back and you have a thirty second episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, he said his name, and then he said, "Okay, that's yeah. it. Uh, all right." Well, we're at the top of the hour. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Um, yeah, uh, it's been good talking to you, and um, you know we'll see you out there. So, 
Uh, everybody else, this is and actually this is the last show of the year because uh, next week is Christmas and the week after that is New Year's. So I will be back in January. I'll see everybody in 2020. I'm still booked up. I'm still doing this. Uh, I'm I'm booked up till February now. I got a whole bunch of people coming in. First one is uh, a fellow podcaster is uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Dave Koch. Uh, he uh, hosts the Mickey Dudes podcast. It's a Disney themed podcast. So we're going to talk about Disney's uh, steady. Uh, March taking over all of civilization, um, so that'll be fun, and uh, I will I will talk to everybody then. So everybody have a great holiday, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Uh, 